Welcome to Unscripted, your weekly podcast featuring Kirby Hossman and Bill Petrie, where they talk about all things promotional, marketing, and branding. As always, it's brought to you by Promo Corners Identity Marketing, the interactive tool for promotional products professionals. Now, here's Kirby and Bill. And here we are again in everybody's earbuds. Maybe if you have an iPhone 7, you're wearing ear pods. I don't know. I'm Bill Petrie, and here with my good friend, Kirby Hossaman. Kirby, as I always ask, how the hell are you today? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing fantastic, man. Doing, doing great um, in, the, uh, in the eye of the hurricane, as it were, right now. So, yeah, things are good. You? Good. Uh, you know, it's uh, September 20th as we record this, and it feels like it's 9,000 degrees Kelvin outside, so I'm really ready for fall to come. Um, if anybody remembers last year, I, I have I have big-time issues that everything is pumpkin spice right now, and, and I think all this pumpkin spice shit needs to wait until it's actually sweater weather. Okay. All right. Well, that's a little harder when you live in Nashville. Right. You know, that, that, that Kirby, not my problem. Um, <laughs> I, I think I'm very clear on this. The pumpkin spice shit needs to wait until sweater weather. Yeah. Doesn't matter where you live. Hey, if you live in Houston, maybe you just don't get pumpkin spice. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's the rule. I, I, then I need to move to Houston because I could live without a pumpkin spice completely. Uh, with apologies to our friends who live in Houston, you do not ever want to live in Houston. <laughs> Okay, all right, fair enough. That's probably a topic for another episode of Unscripted. Okay, all right. Well, I, I, have, I, I would have to take your word on that. I have nothing to it. But I, I will say that I live in Ohio, and sweater weather gets here way earlier than I want it to. And you know there's a happy, yeah, there's a happy medium. Yeah. There's a happy medium. So why don't we kick this off? You got something to uh, start us off today, Dr. Hossaman? I do, I do. I, you know, it's... Um, I, I, I was listening to a book recently, and um, I think it will resonate within this group um, and with you. I, I heard they, they called, they made the analogy that salespeople, and I'm going to throw in entrepreneurs, but salespeople and entrepreneurs are the elite athletes of the business world. Um, and um, I, thought that, I thought that was good. And, and, and no you know, disrespect to the rest of the folks who are – uh, within the organization, obviously, you know, coaches and trainers and I mean, all that stuff. And I mean, no disrespect. It's all. It's also like, hey, I'm going to tell you something. No offense, and then I immediately <laughs> take offense. So, no, go ahead. Well, but I think I think people will look at the, you know, might look at that statement and say, well, gosh, then you know, you're saying that this is more important than. That. I'm just telling you that I think it's an interesting analogy because I agree. The salespeople, the entrepreneurs, are the ones who are essentially out on the field, putting their themselves in harm's way or whatever it is. Um, in order to create sales and the rest of the organization and I am often part of the rest of the organization is there to support them and to lift them up and so I, I, a, I wanted to run that by you and see what you thought of, of that analogy um, I think a couple things number one I, I firmly believe nothing in the world happens without a sale for sure so uh, i've had the, the privilege of working on both operational sides of businesses and on the sales and marketing sides of businesses and, and generally those two it, they, they butt heads right i mean yeah. operations folks 
have, have different philosophies how things are need to be run and, and sales folks too. It's always interesting when, you know, working in a company, you can always tell what type of company it is if the, the CEO is a sales guy, marketing guy, or an operation or operational guy. Um, but nothing happens without a sale. So I, I do believe it, it, it never can be equal, right? It's right. never a 50-50 split. So it, I think it always has to tilt towards the sales side of things because if there are no sales in Hassan and marketing, you don't need someone to do accounting. You don't need anybody to do marketing. You don't need anybody to do really anything. Yeah, there's no Hassan marketing if there's no sales. There, there, there isn't. I think the other thing you said that uh, the entrepreneurs are the elite athletes of the business world I'm going to substitute, I'm going to throw in a different word, or, or add a word, I should say. Okay. True entrepreneurs. Yeah, yeah, yeah are, for sure. Because there are people like me. I've had people call me an entrepreneur, and, and I don't view myself as that at all. Mm. I'm an accidental entrepreneur, <laughs> right? Because I, you know, built my company I was potentially trying to find employment. Right. And not that I would ever turn that away, but I mean, it, it, it turned into something, you know, Brainovate turned into completely something else by accident. Mm. Um, and that doesn't make it bad or good, but I wouldn't consider myself an entrepreneur mm. at so, all. So, so that actually brings me to the next point of this, which I think is kind of interesting. So it was, it started as a sports topic this morning as I was on the treadmill. Um, and, and it, it kind of, made the, the topic come full circle for me because if salespeople, entrepreneurs are the elite athletes, um, I was listening to Herm Edwards, uh, former coach, ESPN analyst, and he was talking about... You play to win the, the game. game. That's right. <laughs> He's a philosopher. But one of the things he said was, there's two types of football players, right? He said, there are those who are interested and those who are committed. And man, did that resonate with me when it comes to salespeople and entrepreneurs, right? Like, I don't know about you, but I've met a lot of salespeople in the world who are interested. If things Absolutely. are going good and it's a good day, yeah, I'm interested in writing that order. But when things get tough, people who are interested will do it when it's convenient. Right. And uh, yeah, committed I, I, is different. Committed is very different. And I, I, I've said something somewhere not that it's an original thought um but i you know it's are you involved or are you in, or are you committed yeah to me uh, you know you know because i know a lot of sales people and again you can it's, it's, it, we're just talking semantics now yep. interested involved essentially you know there's some subtle differences there but essentially the same thing yep. you can't succeed being involved you can't really drive change being interested yeah you know, what's the old adage uh, with the farmer and the pig when it comes to bacon? The, 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 the farmer is involved, but that pig sure is committed to that bacon. Yeah, that's right. Well, it's a, it was, it, that was one that I thought was an interesting topic and one that, you know, as we look in the mirror about what we want to do and what we want to accomplish as the fourth quarter rears its head, it's a, it's a question to ask ourselves, right? Are we interested Absolutely. or are we committed? Absolutely. And hopefully, I would think most people uh, that listen to this little podcast are committed. Yeah. They make, they make the commitments to themselves and maybe to their uh, business partner or yeah. their partner in general and to their employees. So, hey, you know, we're committed to the goals we've laid out and we're going to do everything we can to achieve them. Love it. All right. What's, what's your topic, bro? So got got quite a few today to pick from. I'm looking at my list of topics. Okay. Only 
it's the only thing I do prepare. We don't talk about what we're going to talk about, but I do prepare what just some, some ideas. So Absolutely. I read an interesting article uh, this past week, and it was in the uh, the Petri dish that dropped on, on Tuesday um, about our tote bags, reusable tote bags specifically. Are they really good for the environment? And it was a really interesting article in the sense that it's been beaten into our heads that getting a plastic bag at the grocery store is essentially lighting trees on fire. It's horrible <laughs> for the environment. It's bad, 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 bad. But what this article the, the stance it took was really interesting in the fact that it, the reusable tote bags are only good for the environment if they're actually used because the materials they're made out of, the polypropylene, is absolutely horrible for the environment. <laughs> the only way it's good is if, if you get enough uses out of it to offset the footprint that the manufacturing process places on those non-woven reusable tote bags. <laughs> and it's a perspective I'd never thought of before, and I just kind of wanted to get your take on that. No, I, I actually, it's a super good, you know, it's, it's a great example of how, you know, we always talk about our industry not being able to shift. Boy, we, we did on that, right? Like that, that was, <laughs> there, there was money uh, involved and committed. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, we were committed, I think. But, but one of the things I'd say is the way we shifted was everybody said to us, look, it's going to become really important that we start to talk about recycled materials and recycled and recycled and recycled and somebody said well it's not recycled but it's reusable and everybody's like shit i can do that well absolutely because <laughs> hey man it, you know it's as, as with almost everything else in any marketplace it's driven by the end user yeah and so the end users start going, can you show me some green products? And then after people would show things in the color green, they'd say, no, no, no. What I mean is uh, environmentally sustainable products. Right. Oh, you mean – it's all – you know, I've always laughed, you know, a bamboo USB drive. That's a sustainable product. Don't don't worry about the fact that it was manufactured in China, airlifted over here, it's been on a <laughs> truck across the country, and the carbon footprint's probably the size of a 747. Don't worry about that part of it. But it's made out of bamboo. So it must be good. Exactly. Yeah, no, that was so, – so I guess my, my take on it is – I'm really tickled that somebody went through the process of thinking about it. You know, one of my, I think I've told you one of my favorite quotes, I think, is it Twain? I think it was. He talks about how whenever I find myself uh, standing with the majority, it's time to pause and reflect. Exactly. Uh, and this feels like one of those moments where somebody had the, the um, wherewithal to question it. And um, it really, it's, it's common sense, right? I mean, the, it, it really it, is. When, but when nobody we, think, we, we don't think about it in common sense terms. We as a society yeah. generally don't think about it. Well, and it, it actually reminds me because you, you, what you just said was it's driven by the end user. It's a great yep. example because, you know, it's the same thing with made in the USA products. Um, end users will tell you, I remember when I first got into this industry, that was a big thing. You know, I'd, I'd come in and they'd say, mm -hmm. you know, I've got these baseball caps and they're embroidered. And they'd say, well, do you have a made in the USA? It's really important that we can get a made in the USA product. And at the time there was a pretty big disparate, you know, a, a big difference in price. And, you know, I'd say, yeah, we can do that, that cap and it's $15. And how much is the other one? It's $4. Well, 
not such a big deal, you know, it's funny, because, you know, we're talking about things being driven by the end user, and it is, and, you know, there's a concept we all learned in, I don't know, middle school or early high school of group think, that a group of people together will think in, in the same way, and maybe not in the right way, you know, mm-hmm. just kind of follow everybody, and my, one of my really good friends outside the industry, one of my favorite sayings uh, I, I use of his is, the masses are asses, so... <laughs> I like that a lot. So yeah. beware of following what the end user wants yeah. all the time. Yeah, it's one, it's, it's one of the things I always say. The people in, in my life who I really appreciate today are original thinkers because there just yes. aren't that many of them right now. There's really, really not. Okay, Kirby, what do you have next on your list of topics that I have not seen? Okay, that's right. So um, you and I, before we got on here, were talking about the amount of um, hecticness within my business life right now. Correct. And this is a light topic, I promise. Um, but it's one of those where you know I've taken on additional roles within the company because of you know we're short on staff and whatever. Um, and it is funny. Um, I actually walked in here today to make some notes. Hey, I want to, these are some topics and I couldn't find paper. I like it. My, my office looked like a bomb had gone off in it. And so I, like I, I'm a person who is not necessarily an organized person. That's not my gift, but I like it to be organized. So it, I know that's juxtaposed, but Okay. I, it's interesting because I look around and I, I'll live within a mess for a while and then I just am like, okay, I'm throwing everything away. Um, how are you? What, which, what, what you are? Are you a messy guy or are you a, a neat, neat guy? You know, that's a really good question. So <laughs> I, am, I am neither. Okay. Um, I, I am the third of wheel or spoke in that wheel of the I like things picked up a long time ago my bride explained to me the difference of clean and picked up oh yeah sure apparently, apparently I don't like clean um <laughs> or you don't but I do enough. like I yeah I do like things picked up so I I generally like to start my day in a picked up office so I may have a bunch of notebooks and papers but at the end of the day, I'm going to stack them in, in a corner right. because I like just coming into a, a, a fairly clean office. Now, by the same token, given the industry that we're in, oh, man. there's a lot of clutter. Yeah. Right? So if I look around uh, Brand of a World headquarters here and I'm <laughs> picking up my microphone and looking, there's a lot of clutter. I mean, there's I, I like little things and I like, of course, my own brand, so I've got stuff with my own brand all over the place on it mm-hmm. um so I, I i generally like things picked up so I, I i lean toward more toward the neat side of things like for example i can't get into an unmade bed oh. i make my bed every morning and um if for some reason i don't i'll make it before i get into bed at night which i know <laughs> makes absolutely zero sense in the world but um, Billy likes a clean bed. Yeah, I tell you, it's funny. I, I love that you're like, well, I'm not really organized or neat. I will tell you that all the messy people on the planet are saying, oh, no, that's neat. <laughs> like, that's not. Probably. Yeah. Okay, that's Probably. why that, I was just curious. So I, I've got one. It's, it's kind of a general business thing. So for years i have you know we have auto signatures on our emails mm-hmm. and for years i have used the phrase 
be well. Yes. I don't know why, but I kind of like it. It just it feels better than regards or best regards or best personal regards or super best awesome personal regards or whatever. <laughs> but a really good friend of mine pointed out that she said, yeah, I don't like that. You need to change that. Be well. That's really creepy. <laughs> And, of course, my overactive brain starts thinking, well, maybe it is creepy. I didn't mean it to be creepy, but maybe it is creepy. So I'm going through a little bit of a, a, a I don't want to say a crisis, but I'm definitely looking at my email auto-signature and wondering what is the best, most generic professional way to sign off an email? Uh, is it regards? Is it be well? Is it sincerely? Is it peace out? What is it, Kirby? Help me. Well, I, help help me, Obi Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. <laughs> you know, I, that's super funny, um, and I don't know who that is that said it to you. So, um, you know, I think that if that person thinks "be well" is creepy, they should have watched Matt LeBlanc at the Emmys um, discussing watch the Emmys. Or, football on. Well, yeah. I, no, I didn't watch it either. But if you were on social media, uh, this apparent, morning, it um, was, uh, apparently you did. Yeah, it, uh, I think you did. No, no. First I, of all, you. First Get of all, on you social can identify- media, jackass. Of course, let's <laughs> see what's trending. Well, first of all, you know who Matt LeBlanc is. Second, uh, no, I'm kidding. Go ahead. So, so tell so, me, what did, what did Matt LeBlanc from Friends do? Well, apparently he commented on needing to see Game of Thrones so he could see this one girl nude. And that was awkward and now, creepy. Now that's creepy. Right. Now that is creepy. And, you know, I think the, the girl was standing beside him. So, um, ooh. yeah, right? So, ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> so. So be well on your email signature. Not so creepy to me. Suddenly that is less creepy. Yeah. And how can you not know who Matt LeBlanc is? He was what he's Joey on Friends for crying out loud. I know. I just think it's funny. It's a funny name. Maybe I'll just start signing off my emails with have the lamb stop crying. Is that creepy? (laughs) You should should, uh, end your email signature with Matt LeBlanc. Um, (laughs) So uh, I, I don't know. I, I go with thanks. Uh, that's see, that's a good one too. But it, it, it is one of those things. I've used it so long, I haven't given it thought in years. So, yeah. um, it was just a funny topic. So, yeah, no, I dig it. So, yeah, I think you know, it goes back to uh, if if that's creeping you out, maybe you need more stress in your life to think about. <laughs> maybe so. But speaking of someone who doesn't creep me out at all, okay. that's this week's sponsor of Unscripted, which yes. is good people at Bay State Specialty Company. And we as them. we've talked, we do. We love them very much, which is yep. why they totally don't creep us out. Like <laughs> that's right. Anybody, anybody sending, they would never send you an email with an auto signature of Be Well. Because what they do, Kirby, as you well know, they provide an innovative line of healthcare, housewares, even desk and office promotional products. And so if anybody listening to this podcast needs some of those products, please go ahead and visit them at baystate.com, and they're going to help you out. Yeah, we we dig Bay State. They're good folks. They are. Kirby, you got another topic for us? Yeah, and it, my challenge is I don't know if we have the time to get into it, but I'll, I'll, I'll throw it out there. Well, I've got a quick one if you'd yeah, rather, let's rather do that. move on. Yeah, let's okay. do that. Okay. So I've got uh, – here, here's one. So – Technology, as technology marches along, things become obsolete, right? Um, When I was laughing with my kids, and I was lamenting the fact that I miss driving a stick shift. Yeah. I do. I miss driving a stick shift car, except when I'm stuck in traffic. Then I really don't miss it at all. (laughs) But just 
driving on the open road, man, I miss that feeling of, of actually driving the vehicle because I don't feel like I'm driving sometimes, right? So I was thinking how that relates to the promotional products industry, and I wonder what promotional products are really disappearing due to technology because our, our industry tends to be very resistant to that, not resistant necessarily to technology, but things don't become as obsolete as quickly uh, in our industry as they would because the first two things I thought of were – well, the calendar mm-hmm. certainly, but but yet I know calendar sales are still very very strong for a yeah. lot of people. Yeah. But the one I really ke- uh, grabbed onto was the old school keychain. Hmm. Yeah. Is that still even a viable promotional product? Mm-hmm. Because you buy a car. I mean, the thing is, you'd sell those to dealerships, right? You'd sell it to a car dealership, but I don't need it. I, I I get my key on a fob, and generally it's an electronic push button now. So. What promotional products do you see that might disappear in the next couple of years due to technology? Wow, that's uh, that's a really good one. Um, I guess I'll speak to it because I'm glad you brought up the calendar because I feel like that's one that everybody kind of gravitate gravitates toward. Um, and I'm a well, I'm a well, you are you are in the birthplace of promotional products. I am. I absolutely am. I you know I think it's interesting. I would say. And, and I think calendar sales are super strong, and it it brings us back actually to the beginning of the conversation. I I you know I think that's still driven by the end user, um, because people still want those in their homes and in their offices. Um, the, I, you know, it's funny. I think you and I had this conversation about the worst. Like, you know, I think that things that support um, habits that are going to go out of style. Or go out of uh, legality. I mean, ashtrays or something that pop into my head. There you um, go. That's a good one. I, I had not thought of that. Yeah, um, but that's that's a topic f- for uh, further consideration because I actually I think that's it, it's one of those things where you go, well, is that one going to go away? I mean, the key fob's a good one, but gosh, my guess is if you talk to the folks who do those, they're still selling them strong because I, end users still want them. I, I agree, and I think one that might go away relatively quick, and, and I don't know this, I'm not a prognosticator, mm. um, that's your big word for the day. <laughs> yeah, that's my SAT um, word. That's your SAT word for the day, um, are uh, cheap earbuds, because now with Apple moving away from the 35 millimeter jack, we talked about this either last week or two weeks ago, yeah. um, I, you know, we are getting to more of a wireless society. No, I actually think that's a really that's a good one, um, and sooner rather than later because you know, so goes Apple, you know, so goes the the general public and the end user. So yeah, I think. And when you say old school, I mean plug in, right? Plug in mm-hmm. earbuds. Those I could see that one going away because candidly, from our perspective, that was never like that was always a challenge anyway. From an imprinting right. perspective and some other things, so yeah. Well, you'd, you'd always imprint the case, right? Right, I mean, exactly. You know, so interesting stuff. I think yep. we're damn close to being out of time, my friend. Yes, sir. We're we're in Are good we? shape. Plenty of content for this this one week, and then I've Excellent. got I've got one topic for next week that I'm excited to uh, jump into. Ooh. And I may be, again, on the road. I am speaking next week at the Virginia Association of Promotional Products Professionals Association for People Who Sell Promotional Products (laughs) show. 
in <laughs> Richmond, Virginia. I'm doing an end user. Uh, it's the first time I've done an end user talk. Nice. So I'm doing an end user talk about create. It's called creating the culture of wow. So I might be coming to you live from uh, Richmond, Virginia. Oh, I'm excited about that. I want to hear about that. That'll be that'll be fun. Yeah, I have to create the content. Then I'll be excited about it. I got one. <laughs> well, let me know if we need another call to to chat about that. <laughs> Ooh, I will, my friend. I yeah. will. If you if you need any ideas, there's this book out there uh, called Delivering Marketing Joy that could probably oh, give you some case I, studies. I, I hear the author <laughs> provides tremendous insight into the promotional marketing industry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Shameless sorry. plug. Yeah, that was bad. All right. Well, hey, All thanks, right. man. This was fun. Always is, my friend. Take care. Everybody have a great week. Once again, thank you for listening to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. As always, brought to you by the good people at Promo Corner's Identity Marketing, the interactive tool for promotional products professionals.